I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow, go Hit him with the boom. Guess who stepped in the room? Samaya. See, y'all don't know nothing about that. That, if you know, you know. That boom. Guess who stepped in the room? Samaya. See, that is from season one of Love and Hip Hop. That isn't a fucking iconic season. Those first few seasons of Love and Hip Hop New York were something special that I hold deeply in my heart. That was the episode when Samaya, who was a rapper who moved to New York to follow her dream, she was singing on the stage or rapping or whatever she was doing. And Chrissy and then was in the audience laughing. They asses off. Emily, too, and Olivia. And she had them fucking pants on that she couldn't button to the top. So she would. <laughs> So she had performed it and her shit was up button and they was just like, what the fuck? Look at them shoes. Look at that button. Like they was going in on her. But whenever you want to give yourself a motherfucking history lesson, go back and watch the first season of Love and Hip Hop. That was classic television from Mama Jones to Yandy. Oh, this just, I cherish it with all my heart. But um, yes, what's going on, everybody? I hate when people say it's your boy. So it's Byron Graffiti and welcome back to the Music Kingdom. I mean, there was no new episode last week. I do appreciate all two of y'all hitting me up, asking me what the episode was. No shade. But (laughs) I just took a hiatus for a week because it wasn't really nothing going on. Really, like, last week was super fucking dry. Um, I can't even think to... What the... I don't even remember. Only thing that was, like, memorable to me last week is that um, J. Cole dropped a freestyle the album of the year freestyle over the Uchiwali beat. And he's and he's selling that shit on iTunes. Can you do that? Hmm. Anyway, he he killing it. So definitely check out J. Cole album of the year freestyle. The nigga spitting bars as per use. Um what else happened last week? Nothing really. Um I have I had a bunch of trials and tribulations of uh, people trying to disrupt my energy and disrupt my spirit. But I am all right. Uh, I took an L. My phone was lost, a.k.a. stolen. Um, So that was fun. So I was without a phone for like four days. Yeah, about four days. And then I had to, you know, hit up my insurance like, <laughs> what up, y'all? I need another phone. They was like, <laughs> nigga, give us some money. So I was like, Damn. <laughs> Let me go ahead and cough this money up. So that put me back a little bit. But, you know, I'm all good now. Um, Minor setback for a major comeback. I take all my L's like lessons and I take all my L's in private and I come back and bounce back. That's what you do with your L's, you know. You take an L, you reflect on how you took the L, why you took the L, rebuild yourself from the L and turn that L into a W. That's hood logic for y'all ass. That is hood logic from the scripture of Lobusi. But, you know, just, you know, when you get little setbacks in life, you just got to bounce back. It's it's hard because in the moment you're like, God damn, like, this some bullshit. But it's all good. What's been going on with y'all? Even though y'all can't answer back, I'm just going to pretend like y'all are answering back. And I hope that y'all have an even better week in the weeks to come and i hope y'all august is going good 
Um, shit, like, I'm really preparing for this vacation. I'm so ready for this vacation. I'm going back to Charlotte, um, September 1st through the 7th. So, fuck with your boy. I'm gonna be there being ratchet as per use. Um, doing hood rat stuff with my friends. Hopefully, I get to record some music with one of my brothers, um, so we can get this project done. I would love to do a project or EP with some of my friends. That shit would be so fucking dope. If I can get everybody on the same accord. And I'm not editing that out. Because I'm a real ass nigga. You know like when y'all randomly yawn. No I'm not high. But I just randomly yawn. I guess I haven't been talking as much. You gotta move them jaws. Pause. Or play. Mm. Anyway, what the fuck is going on with y'all, man? You know, I just asked that shit. I'm about to start rolling up this motherfucking weed. But anywho, let's get into the show. This has been a very motherfucking action-packed week, and we're going to try to break this thing down all the way down one by one. But I definitely want to start off with what I've been listening to lately. Um... This is not new. I believe she dropped this early in June, but I've been listening to Summerella's EP, First Day of Summer, and listen, it's a it's a vibe. It's a bop. She got a lot of songs on there that I really genuinely fuck with, and I always knew that she had talent, you know what I'm saying, because she would be on Vine, and she would be singing and stuff, and she put out a couple of songs over the years here and there. The whole EP is just good. It's nine tracks. Um, she has a feature from Jacquees on this song called Pull Up, but she released that song about two years ago by herself, and then I guess she just added Jacquees on it, and it's just, it's perfect. The melody is good, the vibes are good, the harmonies with them two together is just good. I just love when, when somebody like that goes back and actually makes like an authentic R&B record, because that shit is needed. Even though a lot of people say it's not, I believe it really is. Um, it's definitely a, a vibe. She got some turn up shit. She got pretty bitches in the trap on there. That shit, that song go hard. But I, I definitely have pull up on repeat. I can't even lie. I've been listening to it on repeat since two years ago. So that's how I know the song is good. When it's like, you can come back two years later. And even though you added somebody else on it, it's still a good ass song. So definitely shout out to Summerella. I really appreciate her. I'd rather listen to her. Then that other motherfucker that y'all keep trying to make me fucking listen to, that fucking queen. I'm please stop putting that little girl on my goddamn timeline. Go ahead and have your fun now. Shut the fuck up. Like that song is so annoying, bro. And then not to mention, like, she one of those girls who always like has an emphasis on skin color. And I don't give a fuck who got a problem with it. I don't feel that shit because, you know, of course, Twitter don't delete nothing. And they found this video of her talking about, you know, dark skinned girls. And, um, you know me, I'm good with receipts. You can call me customer service because I will need the receipts before I believe. And I got the receipt because Queen is aggravating. Fuck that. Listen. Well, it don't have nothing to do with, look, y'all, before y'all start 
she wanted to say nappy hair fuck out of here like why do you have to say that like what the fuck girl like i really could have almost kind of a little bit supported you even though your boyfriend at the time is corny and shit and he's still corny now i don't really watch them on youtube but i i see the nigga from like tumblr and shit and that nigga's corny as well but for her to have so much emphasis on the girls that used to bully her being ugly black girls with terrible hair choices, a.k.a. nappy hair, because that's what she wanted to say. That just turned me all the way off from even wanting to support her if I even wanted to. So keep the little hoe off my timeline, OK, because I'm tired of seeing her in that fucking song. No, shut the fuck anyway, but she's canceled for me. I mean, if y'all want to support her, I think that's awesome. I don't knock nobody for who they want to support, but just keep me out of the loop when it comes to Queen, because I'm a rock with Summerella over here. I'm sorry. That's just me and my preference. Um, LMI. Oh, yeah. LMI dropped a... Or is it LMA? What the fuck is her name? Let me stop trying to be fancy. Her name probably LMA. I know, and I've been listening to her for a minute, and the fact that I still be calling her LMA, I want to say LMA, damn it, her name is LMA today, LMA dropped a new track called Trip, definitely, definitely uh, a vibe, something real simple and smooth, it kind of reminds me of her earlier stuff, pre-boot up, we just gonna act like boot up doesn't exist because I'm tired of hearing that shit, so Trip is definitely a vibe, I've been playing that non-stop. Also been playing her. She dropped the EP. Yeah, I haven't talked to y'all since last week. She dropped it last week called I Used to Know Her. And she got this motherfucking song with Bryson Tiller on there called Could Have Been. And that shit is a vibe, okay? V-I-B-E, all capitals. That shit is a vibe. And I really fuck with that song. And I can't wait to see what she's going to do with this album, man. Her is a, a true talent, period. She plays instruments. She writes. She's good live. The next time she come to L.A., I'm definitely fucking going. Fuck that because she's so, oh, I have to see her live. She's so dope. And, of course, I've been playing that Travis Scott World. Um, it's To me, I love it. I, I love the sounds that he plays with. I love the production on the whole fucking album, especially that song with Frank Ocean. That shit, to me. I fucks with it, Travis Scott. So shout out to you, my nigga. Um, last but not least, Nicki Minaj. A couple days ago, she dropped her long-awaited album Queen, and my thoughts are this: that shit, the album's good. I'm not on that Nicki hate train that everybody else is on. I mean, she ain't called my mama a bitch, so she ain't done nothing to me. I fucks with it. The album is good to me. It opens up, even though like. Sometimes, like, when she be singing, she be doing that. Sometimes when she be doing that shit, that shit aggravating. But on some songs, it's okay. Uh, I fucks with Queen from the cover art to the songs. Even though, to me, it's kind of all over the place, but in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all over the place like that one album that she had that, um... That Roman Reloaded. Now, that shit was all over the place. I don't really fuck with that album like that. Like, she had some songs on there that I probably played on the radio. Like, Bees in the Trap and some shit like that on there. But 
that Roman Reloaded album was all over the place. Now, this Queen album is all over the place, but in a way of you know what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, she goes back and she gives you the mixtape Nikki and she gives you the Nikki with the funny voices. She gives you the Nikki, all you bitches is my son's number one Nikki. You know what I'm saying? So, I fucks with it. She opens that shit up with Ganja Burns. Ganja Burns, to me, it's a good song opener, and she just dropped the video for it, and I think she looked good in the video. I like the video. I'm sorry. I don't know why I have to, like, defend my opinion, but everybody fucking hates Nicki Minaj these days, and I and I don't. So that's just me being me. I don't always follow the wave, but Ganja Burns, I like that. Um, Of course, oh, Majesty. Majesty's dope as fuck. She got Eminem on there. Eminem talking his shit, talking about he, her husband, they married and shit, and he going in and spitting shit, and you gotta slow it down and know what the fuck he's saying, but Eminem goes in on that song, and both of them, it's good to see them working, you know, with each other again, it's been a minute, Barbie Dreams, oh, that shit, she sold me on the first line because it just reminded me of Mixtape Nicki, it reminded me of when Nikki would post a fucking new song on MySpace type shit. You know what I'm saying? That shit reminded me. Because she did a song like that. I want to say on her mixtape. I want to say it was either on Playtime Is Over. She did a song just like Dreams by Biggie. I know she did Warning. But she also did a song like that. Where she was talking about different rappers. I think she was talking about like Mano and them. But anyway, back to Barbie Dreams. It's dope. It's just a resurgence of Dreams by Biggie, a tribute, if you will. And she goes in, you know, young thug still in dresses and shit, like, which I can fucking believe. Um, She talks about designer special, being in special ed and her having a crush on special ed. Like, her metaphors are crazy, and I don't care. Like, Nikki's nice. For her to write her shit, she's nice. I don't care. And it's like, people always want to take out, like, the little funny shit that she says or the little one-liners that she says and try to say, oh, here this bitch go again. Oh, she don't know what the fuck she rapping about. Oh, you bitches, my son. She always rapping about her pussy. But she has metaphors and you could tell that she takes her fucking craft seriously. And I've been fucking with Nikki for a long time since, shit, since MySpace. So there has been some times where, like, I don't fuck with her music and I wish she would do better. And there's this time where it's like i have to give her her props because to me the album is good and i can't even sit there and be like the album's whack it's not i'm sorry and the fact that she wrote most of this fucking album i mean i give her her props like to be a writer it's it's not easy let's start there it's not easy to write your shit you know what i'm saying um so for her to take pride in writing her stuff i don't know why y'all like to discredit her like she ain't been doing this shit for the past, what, fucking 12 years? Because I've known of Nikki since probably 07. So that's like 10 years. Yeah, about 10, 11 years. 06-ish, maybe, you know? And she's always, you know, stressed, you know, the importance of her writing her rap. So she's not getting no flack from me when it comes to Queen because I like it. And I'm going to keep listening to it and I'll give a more thorough review. But my favorite song so far is definitely Majesty. Uh, Barbie Dreams is dope. I told you I still like Rich Sex. That shit is a is still a vibe. Um, hmm. that song. Oh, Nip Tuck is dope as fuck. 
and she has this song called Sir with Future, and it's just everything ratchet that I that I want from Nicki and Future. And shout out to them. I'm probably gonna go to the tour if it's lit. Um, she has a song called Coco Chanel with Foxy. I guess, but um, other than that, the album is pretty good. I really fucks with it. I can't even say that. I can't even say a bad thing about the album. I mean, even though she got Foxy on there, but that's look. Some people like whatever. I'm gonna move on. Um, so you know, Nikki's doing her promo run for this album, and she goes on an interview. I don't remember who this interview. Oh, fucking Funk Flex, bitch ass. Yeah, it was Funkmaster Flex. And um she finally speaks on her breakup with Safari and she goes to say how this nigga was stealing her credit cards and buying prostitutes and why the fuck is she making you know, why are they making her out to be the bad guy and he's done shit to fuck up the relationship as well. And I'm like, damn, like Nikki finally speaking. Like, I'm not upset to her finally speaking because I understand what it's like to break up with somebody and then have everybody have all these assumptions of you and what happened. And you're trying to take the high road by not even saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, well, fucking, I ain't going to say nothing. But it's like at a certain time, people will have a right to fucking defend themselves. Like, I'm sorry. Like, people have a right to say what the fuck they want to about an ex-partner if they're tired of being, you know, because the story, the story looks like she basically left safari for meek it looks like that but i didn't know that safari was fucking doing what the fuck he was doing hell they both probably did some shit i wasn't in a motherfucking bed all i know is you just can't make one person out to be the bad guy when there are two people in a relationship and two people can fuck up like two people collectively can fuck up in a relationship so for you to be one-sided just to say that and then you know she also addressed the fact that she writes her own shit and she was mad that people kept saying that safari was helping her write the shit it was like that would piss me off as well and he even retracted and said that he never wrote her shit he may have helped her with some concepts but i don't believe that safari was going bar for bar with Nicki minaj because if he was his shit would be hot period like his shit would be fucking hot and on the interview like and she was calling up people that was in the groups with them. And they were saying, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, Safari, that nigga was the hype man. Like, I don't even know why that nigga trying to cap. Like, he was fucking writing rhymes for you. And that nigga was a hype man. And that nigga couldn't even rap. I helped write his shit. Like, yeah, she was calling people that had the, the fucking credit report and the receipts on his ass. And, you know, I think that's dope because there's don't be so one-sided. Like, that's, fuck, that's fucked up, really, because, like, you messing up her credibility. And I never, like, really defend Nicki Minaj like I rarely do that shit so the fact that I'm sitting here defending her that's just how I feel um y'all can still be on that Nicki hate train me I was never on it and I never want to be on it excuse me so yeah so Safari gets on Twitter and like sorry Safari gets on Twitter and he's like oh um Nicki fuck out of here he didn't say this you know I got a paraphrase for all my people Oh, Nikki, fuck out of here. You must still love me. You still hurt because there's no way that I would still be talking about it after four years. And it's like, bruh, like she never brings it up. She was in an interview and they brought it up and she put the shit to rest. And Nikki was like, fuck out of here. That's why I paid for your $15,000 $15, hairline. And, and that's why your shit. Wait, she said, that's why your shit fell out. 
in instead of tigers who stayed in. You know what? You know when you arguing with somebody back and forth, and then somebody just like throw somebody else in an argument that ain't had nothing to do with it. Now Tiger was minding his own business. And then you had to bring up that he got his hairline done too. Which if you've been following me on Twitter, I said back when Tiger was fucking with Kylie, I said, where the fuck did he get this hairline from? Like Tiger was on the fucking red carpet one day and this nigga hairline was almost on his eyebrows. And I'm just like, wait a minute, because the Tiger I remember had a receding hairline since the lime and the coconut juice song and that aim song that he had. Side note, Tiger has some bops. We'll get down that rabbit hole another day. But Tiger, you motherfucker, you had some bops. And I'm not even going to sit there and let nobody say nothing bad about you or your little uh, $15,000 $15, hairline. But Tiger's hairline looks good. And it's just amazed me because Tiger got braids and shit now. And it's like, that is just, that is amazing. Because sometimes I be looking like, oh shit, is my shit going away? Because I don't have $15,000. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I guess I got to go to the barbershop and get that spray that they be spraying on everybody. But listen, nigga. Tiger's going to have to drop the location. Tiger and Safari, drop the location of your doctor. Because who's to say that I won't need that shit in about 10 plus years? Look out for your boy, okay? Um, So I'm like, damn, why y'all throwing Tiger under the bus like that? But they just been going back and forth. Everybody been acting a motherfucking fool on social media. It's not just, you know, Nicki Minaj. And I seen this question on Twitter and people were saying like, not really a question, not really a question, just more of a statement like, oh, Nicki Minaj is the bird. And I was just like, how the fuck is, okay, yeah, she is a bird. But you know what? I happen to like that bird. And that's all right. Because if Nicki is a bird, so the fuck is Cardi B. I, hey, hey. Call a thing a motherfucking thing. Nikki may be 35, going on 36, still a bird, but Cardi is just as much of a pigeon as she is a scarecrow. So I just feel like y'all need to hold them both accountable for their bird-like behavior. Cardi has been arguing with people on Instagram. Okay, look, Cardi didn't say she's not going on tour with Bruno Mars no more. So Bruno Mars was like, all right, that's cool. I'm going to just bring Sierra, Boyz II Men, Charlie Wilson, and Ella May. Now, that lineup is, it's a lot going on. I would rather him just bring Ella May and leave Sierra, Boyz II Men, and Charlie Wilson at home. Because Boyz II Men, Charlie Wilson, y'all can do your own motherfucking tour or y'all can go and escape. I don't know if I want to sit there and go see Bruno Mars and then fucking listen to Boys and Men and then listen to Uncle Charlie. Like, nigga, I'm not old. Like, don't nobody want to hear all that shit. And then you got Ella May. Like, don't do her like that. She's just trying to get her little moment. And then you got her on a tour with all these old people. Excuse me. I had to burp. Fuck out of here. And then Sierra, you know, Sierra's career just pisses me the fuck off. And I'm not even going to get into it because apparently... Y'all always get mad when I got something to say about Sierra, but Sierra don't care about her own motherfucking career. So what the fuck I got to say about Sierra shouldn't even motherfucking matter because why the fuck is she opening up for Bruno Mars when Sierra been motherfucking famous since motherfucking 2004? So why the fuck can't Sierra go on her own motherfucking tour? Everybody else going on motherfucking tour. 
why Sierra can't do the goddamn same. It just don't make sense to me why she's opening up for Bruno Mars. But all y'all going to say is it's still exposure. She's still going to be on tour with him. And which you doing? Whatever. Sierra is too big of an artist to be going to be opening up for Bruno Mars. So those are all the people that are taking Cardi B's spot. So Cardi B has a lot of free time on her hand. As per usual, even though I think that she, um, honestly, I just feel like Cardi B should be taking care of her daughter and logging out because Cardi B is just on Instagram arguing with everybody. Like she's always mad. Like she always got her upset on. She need to turn that upset off because why the fuck is she arguing about people's opinions? Girl, number one, you are rich. Number two, you are rich. And number three, you are rich. Why the fuck do you give a fuck if people are saying that? Because it's a rumor going around. Not really a rumor. It's just people are saying that she's buying her album sales and that her record label is buying radio spins and um she's not earning that shit. And I'm just like, duh. Like, all fucking record companies do this. You would hope that your fucking record company get you some spins on the radio. You would hope and pray that your record label will go ahead and, and get you some number ones. Duh. Cardi, why the fuck are you sitting here on Instagram Live arguing with us, yelling at us while your baby trying to sleep in the back room about niggas not respecting you or niggas saying that you're buying your album sales? Who gives a fuck i said a long time ago i said it actually to cardi b and she responded and i said this a long time ago i said you know the downfall of cardi b is going to be the fact that she cares too much about what people think and she was like you know what you right you right but here she is now one number one album in a couple platinum singles in and you're arguing on instagram about people's opinions that shit should not matter. Just be successful. Cardi, like, people are out here fucking rooting for you, and here you are still acting like a bird. Like, who cares? On everything I love, if I had Cardi B's bank account, y'all wouldn't hear a damn thing from me. I may post a finger now on Instagram every once in a while just to let y'all know I'm okay. Because fuck out of here, there's no way in hell that I'm going to sit here and argue. For what? I'm rich. The fuck? So we're definitely going to have a prayer circle for Cardi B and also Nicki Minaj and also Sierra because Sierra, you need to do better than to open up for Bruno Mars. Um, get it together. Because how the fuck Sierra can't get her own, her own tour and motherfucking Danity Kane is back together. Yep. Get into that. Danity motherfucking Kane is back together, y'all. Not all of them. Juanita said not this time. And Andrea said no. But DK3 is trying this shit again. And, um, whatever. I'm still going. So it don't even matter. I'm going to the tour. Yep, I said it. I'm going to see Danny D. Kane and them. Well, Don and them. Um, Don and Shannon and Aubrey. Aubrey looked fucking weird in the face. She looked like a motherfucking. Uh, uh, she looked like Squidward in the face. Like handsome Squidward. That's what Aubrey looked like. She didn't got so much motherfucking work done to her face. I don't give a fuck what y'all say about Don. If she did have work done to her face, she looks the fuck good. Aubrey over there looking like a motherfucking moose. But whatever, I'm still going to go see them on tour. They are so fucking dysfunctional. Their whole legacy, like Don then punched Aubrey in the head. They didn't have, they, I guess they rekindled and reunited. So 
They're going to be doing their tour and whatever. I'm going to be looking stupid in the audience because I'm going. And it's like, damn, Danny Kane's going on tour by themselves. And here's Sierra is opening up for Bruno Mars. Okay, I'm going to leave Sierra alone for all 10 of her fans get mad at me. Whatever. Speaking of tours, um, Tiana Taylor had an issue on tour. She was on tour with Jeremiah. Um, it was called the late night tour or something like that. And she had posted on Twitter that she's dropping out of the tour because Jeremiah has been mistreating her. He's been acting like a diva, making all types of demands, making her feel unwelcome. Um, basically just mistreating the hell out of her. And I'm like, God damn, like this is not the first time that I've heard somebody say this about Jeremiah because I remember when Party Party Next Door was on tour with Jeremiah and he had to drop out because Jeremiah was fucking up his set and Jeremiah um basically wanted to um basically take over and was getting jealous that a lot of people were coming to see Party Next Door. And um you know what I'm saying? So Jeremiah sounds like a bitter Betty. And it sucks because Jeremiah has had a couple bops, but it's like, bro, for you to sit there and be going in like that, let me just give y'all a taste of how Tiana Taylor reacted because it was a good key. But I just had to give y'all the inside scoop of just how I'm being mistreated, how people were treating me on this tour. They fucking up my sound. They fucking up my life. They put water on stage for me to slip. There's a lot of shit going on. He's getting the bigger dressing room. He's getting the bigger dressing room. Don't nobody even... Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like, what the fuck? How you get the bigger... Okay. I was only trying to go to the tour to see Tiana Taylor. And they were saying, you know, in the streets, you know, streets be talking. The streets were saying that, you know, when Tiana Taylor get off the stage, everybody leave. Even the band. They say the band go home too. Shit. They just leave Jeremiah out there with the karaoke machine. And he be out there singing, um, birthday sex... Y'all better leave Tiana Taylor the fuck alone Like she ain't used to be a dyke And like she won't beat the shit out of you Fuck out of here But that's not even the funny part of it The funniest part of the whole motherfucking story Is that Tiana Taylor went And kicked him the fuck off of his own tour And now she's headlining Headlining the tour That is the most epic shit That has happened In 2018 so far this bitch sat there, wait a minute, because she sat there, kicked this nigga to the left and stole his tour just because he was mistreating her. That's the motherfucking energy that I need, okay? I will kick you to the turb, to the curb and steal your shit. Fuck out of here. That is epic. Tiana Taylor, my hat is off to you. I bow down to you. Keep the same energy is amazing. Um, Your album 7 is still amazing. I'm trying to go to this tour because that's the energy. That's big dick energy. That's big strap energy right there. She kicked this nigga off the tour and stole his shit. And now Jeremiah is going to be at home with his karaoke machine singing birthday sex, birthday sex. You know, that's just sad, you know. And hey, Tiana Taylor, my hat is off to you, girl. You did your motherfucking thing. <laughs> Cause like how the fuck is you just gonna do that? Like how you gonna say nigga you gonna mistreat me? Okay, nigga get the fuck off. She probably bullied that nigga. Her and Iman probably went 
in his dressing room and slapped his ass around. And was like, nigga, you gonna give us this motherfucking toy? You gonna, you gonna disrespect Tiana, nigga? You gonna fuck off this toy, nigga? Like, that shit, is, that is epic. If anybody has audio or video footage of how that situation went down, I would love for you to leak it. That would be a joy to my heart and a joy to all of us in the world. <laughs> you know, this has um been on my heart. So I definitely want to talk to anybody who needs to receive this message. I want to talk about how a lot of creatives love to beat themselves up because they feel that they're not where they need to be. Now, what I would say to that is, please don't beat yourself up. Think about your mental health at the end of the day. Take time to care for yourself. Take a day to sit back and have a whole self-care day. Do what you love to do. Take yourself out to eat. Smoke a little weed. Huh? And reflect on your thoughts and just be at peace by yourself for a day. And then come back to whatever project that you were working on. Because it's hard, especially if you're a creative that's working a full-time job. Listen, it's hard as it is already, you know, because you want to sleep. And then you feel guilty for wanting to sleep because you work so much. And it's like you're human. You can't stretch yourself thin. You have to think about yourself first. So this message is for anybody out there who's feeling discouraged about being a creative. You can do it. Even if it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, an hour a day, work on your craft, get your rest and come back to the craft. Don't ever forget your goals and don't ever forget your dreams. What the fuck you want to do, nigga? And this is Byron Graffiti signing the fuck out. I will see y'all next week. This has been a very eventful music kingdom episode so yeah thank you all for looking out uh follow me on instagram byron graffiti follow me on twitter byron graffiti follow the music kingdom underscore on instagram and the music king with two g's on twitter thank y'all for listening to your player partner cuz